The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I thought I'd do something a little bit different, a little bit of pushing myself outside my comfort zone here, and I'm going to do a live reading on money. So I'm about one day away from finishing the bonus section to my new book. So my new book, which is out later in the year, is called I'm Worth More. Uh, And my publisher suggested that a really good bonus section that we could give away with the audio version would be to do uh, money mindset and money self-worth related content. Uh, And I've done probably about a 22, 23 page bonus section on sort of valuing yourself and self-worth related to money. Uh, And this section is called money hang-ups or common money hang-ups. Uh, and this is what this live uh, video and podcast is all about. Now, I'm going to read it word for word. And this is a challenge for me uh, because I usually like to do uh, content sort of off the cuff. Uh, any of you that have seen me do my live feeds when I've been in the Audible studios trying to read my own book, you'll know there's a few um, beeps and blips along the way. So stay with me. Um, there are in my list here, let me have a look for you, 13 so far common mon- money hang-ups uh, and limiters. Uh, now, I'm going to maybe get through half or two thirds of those, depending on how long it takes me to read it word for word. Anyway, no long intros, let's get cracking. So here are many common money related hang ups that people from all walks of life experience that you may have too. You have to go within to see why you are doing without. You may see some of these beliefs and experiences in yourself or others. None of them are real only based on personal, isolated experience. Number one, staying in a relationship, partnership or dependency because you fear not having enough money. Many people have comfortable, reliant or... See? See what I mean? (laughs) Many people have become comfortable, reliant or trapped in a partnership or relationship where they are not the main money earner. Over time, they build the belief that they can't earn their own money without the partner and they get themselves stuck. In a relationship or partnership, of course, you have to leverage out responsibilities and tasks, but there's nothing to stop you developing your own money management skills, your own sources of income on your own hedges against an uncertain future. If you know a partnership or relationship is wrong, do not trap yourself in it forever because you feel you have no other choice. Know that money is an abundant, almost infinite resource and know that you have unlimited earning potential if you know your own worth and learn to manage and master money. Others have become dependent on parents or supporters and have a lack of personal responsibility. They can assume the victim of recurring circumstance and have gotten used to being bailed out. They can even use emotional leveraging guilt to have others support them. Full, final and personal responsibility is empowering as you're always in control of your money. Okay, that's point one. We got through that with only one blip. Excuse me. Point number two, never spending it through fear of not having it or losing it. 
Hoarders, savers and stashers of money who never spend and often have a scarce mindset around money. They may have experienced past losses or pains, or they may have been raised in a money scarce environment. While saving and managing money are important, this can lead to paranoia or such tight fistedness that no one will want to give you money. The world will give more to a giver and money needs to flow to function fully. To hold on to money can be a fear that you won't get more in the future, whereas money is an almost infinite resource, literally trillions exchanging hundreds and thousands, hundreds and thousands of times globally and digitally. Sometimes you have to invest and speculate to accumulate. Sometimes you have to spend a little more to attract even more. We've all been out with groups of friends where there's always one person who avoids the round of drinks. They duck out, they nip to the toilet or go home early when it's their round. And in the short term, they may think they've gotten away with it. But we all clock these people and in the end, we turn against them, not wanting to spend on them. Money as a concept and the universe work in exactly the same way. So be mindful of the messages you're putting out about your money behaviours. Sometimes you have to give to receive. Just going to put a word in here. This is like editing my own book as I do it. Number three, accepting low money standards. If we have low self-worth, we may accept low money standards, such as taking work that is beneath us, a salary that doesn't match our skills and experience, or doing free or cheap work for other people or companies that makes no profit or worse, a loss. We might hang around other people who have low money worth, thus cementing further our lower money standards. We may feel there will be no work or we will miss out or worse, we'll be left with no money when in fact we are blocking higher value jobs, salaries and fees because we are so busy dealing with lower value work. The lesser blocks the greater and you become known for what you do and you attract more of it. A high worth and feeling of deserving around money means you won't put up with or stand for things that reduce your worth or lower your standards. Number four, money-related extreme emotions and addictions. This is a big one, by the way. We tend to spend money on things we value the most, and our values are often areas where we have voids in our life that we are trying to fill. For example, if health and well-being are highest on our values, it may be because we lack the health and well-being we desire. We will prioritize spending money to look and feel better, often money we don't have. If you give a gambler or an alcoholic more money, what do you think they would do with that money? If you give a philanthropist more money, what do you think they would do with that money? People often use spending to alleviate pain, whether that's retail therapy, to calm or suppress emotions, or for the thrill and exhilarating experiences. This is fine if balanced well and money is budgeted and managed, but for many people, they have no control over this. Become aware of your emotions and addictions, of which we all have, And if you're using money, especially money you can't afford to satiate these. Money tends to fuel and exaggerate things. It will make you more of who you already are. So take control of your emotions and addictions and you'll take control of your money. Number five, association with money you inherit, borrowed or get gifted. If you come into money you didn't earn, whilst you have the money, you don't have the education and experience gained earning the money. People people can feel a great sense of fear and responsibility See what I mean about reading? People can feel a great sense of fear and responsibility managing money borrowed, gifted or inherited. This can turn into feelings of undeserving, which can lead to paranoia of losing it. 
They may hold on to emotions connected to the donor, feeling pressure to live up to expectations or using the money wisely. This pressure can turn to stress and anxiety, which can lead to doing nothing or worse, making bad money judgments, like giving the money to others without managing, um, uh, like giving, <laughs> like giving the money to others to manage without due diligence. On the other extreme, I've seen many people get loans, remortgage houses and doing joint venture partnerships where the money wasn't originally theirs and they become flippant with their decision making. They cut corners and don't take enough responsibility around the money. The solution to these two opposing extremes associated with money you didn't earn is to act and behave like you did earn it. Treat it with the utmost respect. Take responsibility to learn and manage and master money. It is also... It is also to release associated emotions with the money, such as the overbearing feeling of responsibility or guilt, because these are your emotions projected onto money and not the emotions of money itself, which has no emotions. Number point six, spending on others to buy their love and attention or to heal them or yourself. Many people desire to, to be liked or loved. We crave the attention. We need the healing of ourselves through the love of others. It's quite common for people to use money in an attempt to fill these voids. We literally try to buy people's love and acceptance. If this is something you can relate to, the best thing you can do is to find other ways to feel love that aren't as expensive. Whether that's honouring and listing out all the great things and traits about you to love yourself first or spending time with people you love and appreciate you for who you are. You can also do other things to get people's love, like acts of kindness, uh, acts of help and support and non-material things which may make which may have even deeper value. There's nothing wrong with you if you desire love from people. Um, it's just short lived and addictive to use money to gain that love. It can sometimes be a veil for the need to control people and, and can become manipulative. A lot of people proclaim that they want people to love them for who they are. They don't want people uh, to love them just for their money and their things. For this to be the case, you have to show the world who you really are and not use money and materials as a way to buy people's love. Uh, point seven. If I have more, others will have less. When I've written articles or posted on social media about money, it's not uncommon for people to comment to say that the rich take from the poor and those that have vast amounts of money are depriving others of it. Many people don't want to feel like they're taking from others and so unconsciously push money away from them. After all, no one wants to be perceived to be greedy or taking advantage of those less fortunate. But this is not the reality of money. Money tends to flow from those who value it least to those who value it most. The first world poor who spend all their money due to volatile emotions and poor money management, and it's not always their fault, weren't forced to hand over their money to entrepreneurs and owners of companies who provide services for vast numbers of people. They did so through choice. Consumers hand money over to producers. In addition, for one to perceive their taking from those less for fortunate is to assume that money only flows once, that once spent money can never be re-earned, which of course is not the case. Many skint people have earned very well, they've just spent even better. An individual unit of money or currency could flow thousands of times, even more so now with the new polymer notes which take longer to degrade and therefore flow uh, more times. And what do you think would happen if all wealth was redistributed? Well, there's a wealth, there is a wealth, well, there is a wealth redistribution system. It's called taxation. Yet the rich get richer despite getting taxed and generating commerce and economy the most. The reality always is that money will find its way back to those who know how to manage it, master it, create and produce and offer value in exchange for it. 
a little note on a lack of education around money. This is not me passing judgment. There's a big difference between those who've never give, been given an opportunity to learn and appreciate money, whether in the developing world or poorer places in the developed countries, and those, those with free access to knowledge, free information and an abundant resources, but remain closed-minded. It's no one's fault if they were born into poverty, but if you have the opportunity to expand your knowledge and value creation around money, then this is your full and personal responsibility. And if you want further proof that money continues to move and isn't hoarded by the few billionaires, look at how many of them are huge philanthropists giving it all away. And even the few that maybe do clutch onto it with greed and scarcity, it will soon redistribute once they die. This is the nature of money. It has to move to function. You are not taking from others when you attract money. You have created value and solutions for others to attract the money. Number eight, not good receivers, so don't receive more. As strange as this may sound to some, many people are not good receivers of money. They have a fierce independence and feel like they have to be in control of everything themselves and never receive any help. They may see receiving as a weakness or they may have guilt around receiving money from others in the form of gifts, loans, salaries and fees. Some play the martyr of working extra hard for less and can even use this to gain love, importance or even for leverage and manipulation. I remember the first night I met my now wife when I plucked up the courage to talk to her at the bar, having recognised her from the gym. I offered to buy her a drink and she wouldn't let me. I insisted, but she resisted. She wanted to buy me a drink, which I found uncommon and surprising for a Peterborough girl. I learned later she did this because she didn't want to feel like she owed me or would get herself trapped into a situation. No more comments from me here. Many people offer their services for free that they should charge for. Many people undercharge or work for a lower salary because they don't feel worthy of it or feel they may be judged for it. When you, are, when you are not a good receiver of money, you deny others the opportunity to help you, which is a gift to them. You deny the true nature of money, which is to contribute, which is to continue to flow. Sorry. You deny gratitude from the giver and the receiver of money, and therefore you teach money not to flow. The more grateful a receiver of money you are, the more you will receive. Nine and final one. Thanks for staying tuned in while I painfully read through this book. Nine, uh, people give it all away through guilt, shame and lack of deserving. Often linked to not being a good receiver of money is to give all your money away. There are a myriad of emotions that cause this often unconscious need to repel or give all your money away. This can be in the form of charity donations, overspending on others, a lack of budgeting and emotional or addictive spending. There could be guilt of having money when you may feel not worthy or uh, not deserving of it. Money you came to uh, without working really hard and, and that conflicted with your upbringing around beliefs and hard work around money and beliefs around money and working hard for it. You could feel judged or that money would change you or that you were denying others money. You may feel it not right to have an excess of money when so many people in the world have such a lack. You may not have forgiven yourself for past mistakes and emotional events and the giving away of money is a kind of healing process for you. Refer to all the points previously mentioned in this chapter to help you overcome these fears, doubts and negative emotions. Imagine all the great things you can do for yourself, your family and the wider world, the more money you have. If you believe there should be more good in the world, use the money you have to do more good. Learn to hold on to and manage your money well so you can pass that teaching as a gift on to others. 
As a final note, if you find it hard to hold on to money and give it all away, please send it all to me. I will graciously and gratefully accept all the money you want to give to make yourself feel better. Uh, my bank details are at the end of the book. All right, thanks for tuning in. I hope you found these nine um, blockages uh, and if you like common hang-ups around money useful. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.